Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome everybody to Weisscast, the yeah. official, the official uh, podcast of the place that Bryant works at. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a tidal wave. Yep. <laughs> Um, I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with the co-host, the aforementioned Bryant. Hello. Remember, Tidal Wave is an uh, is an express wash, not a detail place. So yeah. just don't get your car all the way. It ain't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a it's been a good week. I, I really enjoyed last week's episode. I think we got some good good subjects this week. Oh, yeah. I got a new soundboard, so. Uh, yeah, soundboard, soundboard. I mean, I got an app, but <laughs> it should be good. I was like, where did you find the money to get a soundboard, soundboard? <laughs> the patrons really, really have come through. So we got. I've not heard of said patrons. We got things like a Zelda item. Yeah, uh, we got Windows Error. That's a good one. Um. I pressed it a lot. Oh my oh, gosh, stop. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> we have funny ones like the Benny Hill theme. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think the soundboard is going to be a good addition to the old Weisscast. Uh, but for now, we're going to go to the original soundboard, the Siri joke. Hmm. Um, tell me a joke. Okay, this one's a little bit punny. Shout out to everyone who asks, what's the opposite of him? Oh, I get it. It took me a second. I don't get it. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who asks. What is the opposite of in? Oh. <laughs> wow. That, one, that wasn't bad. Way to go. Way to go, Siri, for stumping the chumps. Man. Um, um, yeah, that was that was awkward, Siri. Thanks for making us not laugh and to actually think. Yeah. We're going to go into From Around the Web, which is what the segment used to be called before I forgot to uh, look at that on this show schedule. Um, I've actually been listening to uh, air quotes, classic episodes of Weisscast, uh, mm-hmm. just to get some inspiration again. And apparently this segment used to be called From Around the Web, so let's do it. <laughs> Time for some news. We're going to hop in with the first one. What? Yeah, hop in with the first one. What's the first one? I don't even know. (laughs) So the first topic this week is actually written by a friend of ours, Trip Durden. We went to college with him. What a guy. Um, He wrote... An expose on the opening weekend of the XFL um, and said that it had a strong start and 
I don't know if you got to watch any of it, Bryant, but I did, and I agree with pretty much everything that Tripp has to say in the article. Um, he likes. Let me. Let me. Gonna, let me open this. The kickoffs are crazy. The kickoffs are crazy. So, and it's so uh, fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. So the kickoff. Um, one of the biggest rule change was the kicker stands alone at his own thirty, and the kicking team lines up on the opposite thirty-five. The return team lines up on the thirty with the return man behind them at the 20. The kick must go past the 20, and if it does not, then the receiving team gets a touchback. Except, instead of the ball being placed at the 20, it goes to the opposite 45. So you automatically, you automatically get a real short field if there's, if there's, no, if there's a touchback. Um, he, he says that it provides a... Uh, Exciting start to possession while removing the full head of steam hits um, that have become synonymous with concussions because a lot of concussions in, in pro football have been on these kickoffs. Um, and just because people go crazy on them, um, there's, a, there's a lot of a lot of good rule changes. Um, they, they changed the size and shape a little bit of the football. Um, apparently it's a little bit thinner and a little bit, uh, different for throwing, um, you know, high school, college pro or NFL all have had like similar shaped footballs yeah, uh, with similar thicknesses. And so, uh, this just changes up the, the game a little bit. Um, I read somewhere that at one point they wanted everyone to be eligible for a downfield pass. That would be freaking sick. It would be, but, but <laughs> they they decided not to allow that rule. Uh, I think my favorite thing that I saw this weekend was uh, a pass got tipped and um, an offensive lineman caught it and ran it for a first down. And with that, you know dreams can come true. Like, <laughs> like that, that is proof that anybody's dream can come true. Um. Yeah. Have you seen anything about like read any articles about the games or anything? No, I really tried to watch some of the games uh, this weekend, but mm -hmm. this weekend I was out of town a lot. So you know, the XFL started on Saturday mm -hmm. of last weekend, and um, I was out of town all day. Took a day trip with some people, so I did. I all I could do was watch clips on Twitter. And I wasn't really able to watch any games, but I'm going to try to watch some games tomorrow. I really another, want the XFL to do well. I do, too. Um, another really cool thing is uh, the media can interact with the players at any point in the game, as long as they're, like, obviously not playing. Um, That's weird. Like, <laughs> so if they just came off the field, like, after a turnover... Uh, someone from the media can be like, hey, what happened there? And then they can just like immediately <laughs> weigh in. <laughs> hey, why you suck? <laughs> that was really interesting to watch. And also, um, the stakes are higher because the winning team gets $100,000 to split between the players and coaches um, each game. 
Um, so I don't know what the base salary for players are, but I imagine uh, most of them don't make m- any more than like six figures um, minimum. Who, who, who's funding this? Uh, Vince McMahon. Fair. Oh, yeah. Vince McMahon. This is the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's going to be the title of the show. Dang it. <laughs> that re- yep. It is. It, re- it might be. Um, some other things that they did was they changed uh, point after touchdowns. Uh, so you there are no kicking PATs, uh, but you can run from the three to get one point, from the five to get two points, or from the ten to get three points. Um, huh. So... I mean, if you're down by nine, you're not out of the game, you know. Uh, you don't have to have two possessions to come back. So, that I mean, that's really interesting. Uh, the game is designed so no one's ever really out of the game. Hmm. And also, punting is, is discouraged. Um, but I forget, like, the exact rule on that. But, yeah, it, it was really fun to see um, one of my favorite players from college of all time, Cardell Jones, is the, quarter, is the quarterback for the D.C. Defenders, and he Thanks. was really good. Um, it was fun to watch him play. Uh, he led Ohio State to a national championship um, about four years ago, five years Ohio. ago. Ohio State. Oh, Smyre State. Me, 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 me. <laughs> it, he, he was really fun to watch, though, for real. That's good. Um, but that's really all I have to say about the XFL, and we're about 10 seconds uh, ahead, so we can just go on with yeah with your, with your first article. Oh, yeah. So, remember that game that Bioware made in 2019 around the fall called Anthem? And yep. it didn't do well? Yep. And remember how they haven't touched it? Even though they said they were going to be doing a whole lot of stuff with it for like five months. Yep. Well, apparently it's not dead. Casey Hudson from BioWare has been talking about um, going and actually adding more content, almost completely overhauling what Anthem is right now. They're really going to be pouring a lot of effort and energy into it. Um mm-hmm. One of the most disappointing releases of a game I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, probably since No Man's Sky. Probably since No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky did turn it around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Anthem has the ability to turn it around just given the type of game that it is. Kind of a games as service. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, hems itself into that genre. Um, Bioware are really a shell of what they used to be from creating wonderful games like Knights of the Old Republic and the Mass Effect trilogy to, uh, I mean, even Dragon Age, the first one, not Inquisition. I don't Inquisition, like Inquisition. Inquisition won game of the year I don't in 2014. I don't give a dang. <laughs> they can be wrong. Okay, fine. Inquisition's fine. Inquisition's fine. I retract what I said. Okay, so that, even then, they do great games, but not anymore. Um... I don't know. What do you what do you think about this? I think it's interesting. Um, I, I saw this article as well. I think it's interesting that uh, they are just now putting all of this back into it. 
Um, I guess they kind of wanted the negative hype to die down some um, yeah. before before they did anything to it. Um, I hope that it comes with a price decrease or maybe even a free-to-play model. EA should know um, with the popularity of Apex that they can do free-to-play really well and make a lot of money off of it. Um, I don't know if Anthem lends itself to a free-to-play model, but um, it'd be cool if you you know if it was if you just paid for like the season passes like fifteen bucks or something. Mm. Um, I'm sure that they're going to do that season pass model. Everyone's doing it nowadays. Um, but yeah, I. I've never been super into looter shooters, except for, like... Well, Borderlands. Borderlands, but, like, I've never been into, like, the the Destinies, um, you know, the Division. I, I never got into those, and I know Anthem is trying to compete in that space. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a shame that Anthem... Was like it's a shame that Electronic Arts told the main Bioware team to stop going to stop working on Mass Effect and Andromeda, so that they so that they could put all of their energy and effort into making Anthem, mm-hmm. and then that then the Bioware team shipped Andromeda off to a satellite site that tanked the game, and now it's kind of tarnished the Mass Effect franchise a little bit, but now it's kind of died down since then. It's been like three or four years since Andromeda's come out. And then when Anthem came out, it came out unpolished, unfinished, not enough content to kind of st- to stave people off before they brought in the next wave. So hopefully they can get it right, and then Anthem can turn itself around and be a game that's worth buying later down the road. Yeah, yeah it'd be nice to see. I, I really wanted that game to succeed. From the first shots that I saw of it at E3 a few years ago, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it actually, <laughs> I don't know what you thought of it at the time. And I was like, oh man, this game is going to make me like, like, like Iron Man or something. Like this game looks awesome. Um, but obviously the hype died down for me and I never bought it. Um, I actually decided not to buy it even before the game came out. Like I didn't even think about pre-ordering it or anything. Mm. It's release kind of snuck up on us. Um, it was released in a really weird time. I think it was February or March of 2019. Something like that. Um, and I think EA knew it sucked because they put it in that release window. Mm. Yeah. Great games don't typically come out February-ish a lot of times. Maybe yeah. one or two. And I think Anthem was probably the, the biggest title that came out around that launch window. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't do well. Hmm. It's okay. I mean, EA have rebounded back well with other games. Battlefront has wound around to be good. Jedi Fallen Order was a hit. So, they yeah. can fix Anthem. Let's see what happens. Alright. We're going to go on over to my next topic. Which is... I haven't Astonishing. seen any of your article. I haven't seen any of your articles, by the way. So I'm okay. like, I'm real I, sad. I was really trying hard not to make a pun, so I was coming up with a synonym in my head. Uh, yeah, this this next uh, this next 
article is really astonishing. Uh, System Shock Three team is no longer employed. No longer employed. That's in air quotes. Following reports of development and publisher woes. Um, so, for those who don't know, System Shock uh, is like the spiritual predecessor to Bioshock, um, and they made two games and. Um, I guess the team kind of fizzled or went their separate ways, whatever. And then Bioshock came along and kind of took the world by storm in the Xbox 360 PS3 generation. Um, and people just thought System Shock was dead, you know, like going to be dormant franchise. Um, and then out of nowhere, uh, sometime last year, I don't remember exactly when, um, System Shock 3 was announced. And apparently, the developer and publisher haven't been getting along, uh, and everyone was fired. <laughs> so that's that's really disheartening. Um, but I never personally played System Shock, any of the games. I played the first Bioshock um, and part of Infinite. But, um, Brian, did you ever play System Shock? Mm-mm, I didn't. I followed it a little bit, but I never really played it. I've also never played Bioshock. Really? Yeah. Never played Bioshock either. I thought I thought you were a Bioshock guy. Nope. Well, that's uh you learn something new every day, huh? <laughs> I have followed System Shock. Didn't System Shock wasn't it um it used to be published by Starbreeze? That sounds think, right. Yeah. Didn't they do that Overkill, the Walking Dead game that was garbage? Like, Overkill is a Walking Dead. Wasn't that a Starbreeze published game? Let me look. Uh, yep. Yep, it was. <laughs> published by Starbreeze. Man. Poor System Shock. Yep. Some things just aren't meant to be. It's real. Yeah, it's not. Um, you know, a lot of people thought that there wouldn't be another Half Life, but they're getting another Half Life in uh, VR, um, which is apparently supposed to be a full game, Half Life Alex. Um, who knows? Maybe System Shock 3 will be saved by another publisher. Um, maybe. It happens sometimes. Um, it does happen sometimes. Like we talked about last week, it might happen with Scalebound. Um, yeah. So, who knows? Hope, hopefully, at the very least, the people working on that game find employment. Yeah, at the very least. The fact that everyone lost their jobs is egregious. Mm-hmm. Even the dude who doesn't even like make games, he just cleans. <laughs> Wait, well, I can't clean no more? <laughs> <laughs> I can't dust those keyboards anymore. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't dust. Key, I can't. I can't blow canned air on these keyboards. That's what you're telling me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that guy's name is a name we all know and love in the game industry. Ken Levine. Man. Uh yeah. We're we're kind of just breezing through these. Uh, Rolling. Breezing through these topics. You want to introduce your next one? Yeah, this one I just saw this 
uh, the other day, and it's uh, I'm really excited about it. So, um, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini are uh, the producer and the co one of the producers and one of the co-creators for Batman the Animated Series, and they are teaming up to create a comic miniseries called Batman the Adventures Continue that will be introducing Jason Todd into the story. Hmm. So the creators of Batman the Animated Series are continuing to te- are continuing that story in comic book form while also introducing Jason Todd slash Red Hood. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, huge fan of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I think it's one of, if not the best, superhero cartoons. Um, maybe that and Spider-Man 1994 are tied for the best. Um, and then Justice League is second best. And I Anyways... Was- it's really was, good. Yeah, and I was, I was looking through the article, and I was like, all right, how close are we going to be? According to the article posted by Polygon, Batman The Adventures Continue will take place shortly after the events of the animated series. Tim Drake will still be, will, will be a still fresh Robin, mm-hmm. um, and Batman will still be in his prime years before the events of Batman Beyond. Um, so they're going to cover certain gaps and um, introduce introduce some other characters, um, things like that. Asriel and Deathstroke are going to be introduced. Oh my gosh! Um, and the series is supposed to start. The first installments will be released in April of 2020. The first the first full print issue. Um, will hit the shelves on May 6th. Oh, so, wow. So catch your boy at a comic book store. Hey. It's going to be six issues. Six issues. So it's a mini-series. For, for, for one volume? Series. Yeah. No, it's, so it's going to be it's going to be a digital first six-issue mini-series. So I think this is going to be it's just going to be six issues total from what I've heard so far. Wow. So they're yeah. introducing a lot of things in six issues. Yeah. I wish that they would just bring back the show. Um, I feel like the time is kind of ripe for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it'd be a good time to bring back the show. Um, especially with all the things that they're about to introduce to it. Because they're kind of introducing stories and characters that have already been flushed out in the comics. Yeah. Um uh, but have not had really any screen time at all. Mm. Um, and like, I guess it's just a personal preference, but I mean, especially like Asriel, that whole storyline has not seen uh, anything like any screen time at all. Nope. Outside of video games, mm. which are none of those are canon, but. Mm-mm. Outside of video games and comics, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting. It will be interesting. Um, and it's created by people who know Batman. So, yep. It's going to be great. 
Um, maybe they will. Maybe they will at least make a a DC animated animated universe movie out of it, hmm. or something, or a couple of them. Slightly off topic. Did you see the first kind of murky looks at Robert Pattinson in his Batman uniform? Yes. Oh my gosh. You mean in his Daredevil uniform? <laughs> his Daredevil uniform, all that red lighting, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, the music <laughs> was hype. Um, I really liked the logo and like the, I guess, technological look of the suit, but they didn't show the full cowl. And honestly, he looked just like the Daredevil from Netflix. R.I.P. R.I.P. Pour one out. Pour one out. Dang, man, we are just blasting through these. Blasting through these. My last topic um, is kind of sad because I I really enjoy this trade show. Um, it's called Mobile World Congress. Uh, and for its first time ever, it is canceled um, because of the threat of coronavirus. Um, yeah, so... Uh, there was news that a number of different phone manufacturers uh, pulled out of Mobile World Congress before they actually canceled it. Um, some of the big ones uh, included uh, ZTE, LG, um, <laughs> and then those were the first two, and then Ericsson, then NVIDIA, Intel, Vivo, Sony, Amazon, uh, Nokia. They all canceled at the same time. Uh, so pretty much, you know, like 90% of Mobile World Congress um, pulled out of the show uh, because of the threats of coronavirus. Um, it's a show that's held every year in Barcelona. Um, and a lot of my favorite tech YouTubers go, um, go see the show and see the new phones that are released. Usually, um, this is when, um, LG unveils their flagship for the year. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to see covered, but, um, I don't know if you've ever followed Mobile World Congress. I kind of doubt that you have, uh, it's kind of niche. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd say it's canceled and I'm sad. Man. Yeah. Truth be told, didn't even know this was a thing, mm -hmm. but, uh, that is crazy. Is this, is this basically just mobile world Congress just being like, um, we need to just make sure that Huey doesn't show up. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, <laughs> Other Chinese phone manufacturers pulled out before Huawei. Um, Huawei. The uh, Huawei, Huawei. Yeah, it, it was just. I, I guess it's rightfully so that a lot of people just didn't want to get sick with coronavirus. Um, but this whole thing with coronavirus is a little bit out of proportion. Um, if you if you look at the if you look at the deaths caused, it is young children and old people. Um, the same, the same, the, 
Yeah. Same victims as the flu. Um, and, and you're more likely to get the flu. <laughs> and it's literally coronavirus is pretty much the same symptoms as the flu. Um, so, yeah, it's blown out of proportion. But I guess people are scared enough to uh, not go to beautiful Barcelona for a week. They're lost. They're lost. But... Yeah, that's really all I have to say on it. Uh, I remember covering it last year a little bit, and I was really excited to this year too. But whatever, coronavirus, call Tony Romo. He has some good advice on how to get over you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> so my last article, um, if you liked the live-action Aladdin film, then you will be happy to know that Aladdin 2 has officially been announced by Disney. Yes. It will also be live-action, and it will be an entirely original story and will not at all be based on any of the animated sequels. Same cast? Same cast. They're going to try to get the same cast. Well, I wouldn't blame the guy that played Aladdin if he was pissed, because... Um, I don't know if you saw that article, but he hadn't gotten any work since playing Aladdin, and he was really good. Like, yeah, he did well. I think that was like his first thing too, like his first like major role, and he didn't get any work between the time of Aladdin's release and I guess this announcement. Um, I wouldn't blame him for not coming back if he was mad at Disney, um, but. I think it's a really good move. I liked the first Aladdin a lot. I think, I personally think that it was the best uh, live action remake that Disney has done so far. Um, I think Mulan will do well. I think Mulan will do well as well. That's why I worded it the way I did. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other ones were disappointing or didn't change enough. Lion King. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, Aladdin 2 is going to be really good, I think. And especially if they have a completely original story. Um, I mean, part of me wishes that they would draw from uh, King of Thieves. Because I loved King of Thieves growing up. But, mm. hey, you know what? They don't have to. Um I'm really interested to see what they do with our completely original story, uh, where they go with it. Um, maybe how they explore uh, Genie's freedom um, in an original way, because like we know how it happened in the cartoons. But I'd like to see how that all plays out. Yeah, and I think this will be good for people who are tired of Disney's live action remakes that this one is kind of Disney possibly looking to turn Aladdin into a franchise. Yeah. Um, so that will be that will be good. I mean, I think I saw uh, some things that said that Aladdin grossed over one billion in the box office. So it did really well mm -hmm. money wise. Uh, according to some reports from Variety, Disney has hired um, John Gaddens, who helped write the movie Flight, 
and Andrea Burloff, who helped write uh, straight out of Compton to write the script for Aladdin 2. Nice. <laughs> so that is a a unique. <laughs> that is a unique set of writers for an Aladdin yeah. movie. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I, I feel people's sentiments with um, just how weird Disney's live action remakes have been, and it's almost as if Disney don't have any original ideas and so they're just drawing on nostalgia to to continue making money and but once star wars stuff dies down and they start pumping effort and energy into disney plus with star wars and disney plus with their marvel content i think that maybe we'll see some more original things being made Mm -hmm. from them um for theatrical releases so we'll see do you have a Disney movie that has not been remade yet that you would like to see remade? Hmm. A Disney movie that hasn't been remade yet that I'd like to see remade. I'd be cool with like a Pinocchio remake. Interesting. I like a lot of the classic Disney films, or re- a, or a um, Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> That'd be great. I was I thinking think more along the lines of Hercules. Hercules would be great too. Mm-hmm. That'd be great, man. Disney got a lot of stuff out there. You do. They really do. Uh, I guess from there, we're going to transition into uh, TV show 20 questions. And I think it's my week to guess. Yeah, it's your week to guess. I didn't get this. Uh, I told you I just got the soundboard. I'm still furious. I would have won last week if I had Eye of the Tiger. Let me get ready. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> you, you got a little bigger? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, whenever you are ready. Uh, did the show start before January 1st, 2010? Yes. Before January 1st, 2000? No. Before January 1st, 2005? Yes. Okay. Uh, Is this a live-action TV show? Yes. Uh, Did this come on one of the four major networks? No. Is this show a comedy? Yes. Is it... A half-hour TV show? Yes. Is it a sitcom? No. Comedy that's not a sitcom. Interesting. Um, Well, okay. It's more of a a sitcom than a comedy. So we'll, we'll we'll say not a comedy, but yes to a sitcom. Okay. I'm only basing that off of what Wikipedia is telling me right now. All right. So, (laughs) 
was the show um, marketed more towards um, kids or teens? Yes. Did the show come on Nickelodeon? Yep. Uh, did the show um, revolve around two brothers? No. Interesting. Are you being a stickler? Was the show revolved around two stepbrothers? No. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's fair. That's fair. Did the show revolve around more than two brothers? No. <laughs> making sure it's not the brothers Garcia. It's not the brothers Garcia. <laughs> no. Because there's more than two of them. Uh, did this show live action? Oh, I've got a real good hint for you. Oh, did this show take place at a boarding school? At a boarding school? No. Damn. It's not Zoe 101. Live action TV shows on Nickelodeon for before 2005, but after 2000. Was did this show star someone who was in multiple uh, multiple Nickelodeon shows? Not to my knowledge, no. Okay. Um. Wait for it. That was question 15. Um, did this show take place in a middle school? Yes. I want to say yes. Did this show... Was this show premise on how to survive? It was. Is this show Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? It is Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. What an incredible show. What a great show, man. <laughs> man, I love that show. And because I won, I have to. <laughs> you got the thing. Yep. And just for future reference, if I need a hint, after I say I need a hint, it'll be Oh, goodness gracious. Yep. Well, my streak continues. <laughs> Your streak literally just started. That's, no, that's, <laughs> that's three in a row. That's two. I won. Then. That's two. Then I beat you, and then I beat you again. No, you've won two weeks in a row. Uh, whatever. Still, streak continues. It, it, uh, <laughs> it's not even a streak. You've won two weeks in a row. This is the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The streak continues. Um, <laughs> folks, that's all the stuff we have for you today. Uh, my name is Aaron Weiss. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss is Right. Find Weisscast. On Instagram at Weisscast. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, email us at feedback at Weisscast.com. Um, if you feel like helping us keep on the lights around here, patreon.com slash Weisscast. 
Uh, you'll get the episode early every week, uh, and it is an uncut video episode of Weisscast. Um, Bryant, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at bkstinson08. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Cool. Uh, today, for the outro music, um, we have the Super Mario Overworld theme Vector U remix. And it's not as trappy as you might think. Changing it up a little. But from there, we'll send you there. We'll send you to the outro. Uh, have a great week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>